Hey everyone, this is Derek just popping in to say that there will be full spoilers in this episode for the movie Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. So if you do not want spoilers, please don't listen. Thanks. And come back afterwards, because we'd love to have you listen afterwards. Dane and Derek is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. You can find content warnings in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dan and Derek. Sorry we've been gone for a little bit. It's because of a lot of things, life and all that, but mostly because I don't have a good excuse. I just, I haven't finished editing the episodes, but it's okay because today we're here with a very special episode for you. Isn't that right, Dane? Oh yeah. Yeah. So special that I'm eating while we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Today is the day we are going to the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves fan event mm-hmm. uh, two days before the movie comes out. And by the time you're hearing this, it'll be probably Thursday, the 30th. So if you haven't made up your mind about going to see the movie, um, hopefully this will be informative as to whether or not uh, it, it's it's worth your $20. Yep. Um, we were not hired by Hasbro or Wizards or AMC to, to speak about this, uh, no. but we did just discover that there was a fan event and it was waiting for us to get in early. So, <clears throat> yeah. And here's yeah. the thing. This is you and I trying to go to a movie together, basically. Basically. Um, so how this is going to work for people is I'm an hour ahead of Derek, so I'm going in Colorado. He's still going in, in L.A. Um, we're recording now. I'm going to record some thoughts immediately before and after I see the film. Derek's going to do the same thing. Um, that's not going to be with um, each other. And then once Derek's done with the movie, which is going to be about an hour after me, uh, we're going to record together again. So that's going to be at like 1130, maybe closing on on. Midnight for me. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to be loopy. Uh, But it also means that right now beforehand, because I'm going to have to drive a little bit, I'm eating on on the show and we're just going to do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because here's the thing. Uh, I, 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 okay, so, so there have been even like people who review things for a living have seen the movie, right? And I haven't heard anything terrible. Um, yeah, which is the weird thing. Um, cause this is supposed to be terrible. Like that's how these go, you know, mm-hmm. like, because there was the early two thousands Dungeons and Dragons movie, right? Yep. The early two thousands one. Mm-hmm. And then there was a, I guess, late two thousands movie, like a TV movie. There was, uh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that movie spawned like six sequels. Wow. All right. Yeah, I guess for some historical context, right? The original Dungeons and Dragons movie came out in the year 2000. Yeah. One year before Harry Potter and The Lord of the Rings, which both came out in 2001. Before that, there was, I I know that there was a period of time where Gary Gygax was just like trying to sell D&D to anybody and everybody, right? Yep. So there's, there's the animated show. 
Yep. Um, yeah, there haven't been many takes at this. For the long, for the longevity of the property, uh, yeah, there haven't been. On the other hand, for the like profitability of the property, it seems about right. Like in the same hand, shouldn't there have been like a Magic the Gathering movie by now? Yeah. Here's the thing: we're a team of thieves. And when you do this, you're bound to make enemies. Sometimes those enemies come looking for revenge. Seeing the trailers and whatnot, you know, there's iconography, but there's no story that's being adapted right there's no it's not like lord of the rings where there is a tale to be told with characters and arcs and stuff you know and so like i guess i guess my question is this what would make this a good movie and what would make this a good D &D movie because i think the answer to that is a little different yeah because i think i think what Dungeons and Dragons commonly has fallen into is the trope of it having to be like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And so I think what makes a good D&D movie is not at all what makes a good Lord of the Rings movie. So I think you kind of have to go back to like it's more like sword and sorcery roots versus it's Tolkien-esque roots. Yeah. You know, like I think like I think like the trailer, I've only seen the trailer like once or twice, so I really don't know have a lot going into this. Mm-hmm. But from what I gather, right, there's a core group of characters who are all lovable, right? Who are trying to do something to fix a mistake. So already there, you have player characters trying to do something as a team to fix a mistake, which is a very common D&D-ism and D&D conundrum. Yeah. Um, One of you and I's most beloved games is that. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that for it to be a good D&D movie, you have to bring in some element of the table dynamics into the storytelling of it all. Because sometimes it is just kind of weird and random, like mm-hmm. in the Critical Role show when like they have that scene where they're trying to unlock a door and it takes them like five minutes, right? Yeah. And it's a funny bit. Like that's like a D&D-ism. And I think like you have to have a healthy amount of those coupled with a healthy amount of just like good characters like characters we can actually like sympathize with yeah Um, yeah Uh, yeah yeah, no totally so like from my perspective you could make a good D D movie with all the iconography if you basically make fantasy guardians of the galaxy yeah that's what you need to do you need it to be kind of a team movie you kind of need everybody to be lovable fuck-ups like you said Mm -hmm. various versions of lovable fuck-ups of course right um you know the one difference about all of it, though, is I don't know if that would actually be a good adaptation of D&D. Then I think it's just a D&D themed kind of yeah. campy fantasy adventure in the theme that uh, maybe to its credit, the MCU has blown the doors open on what large audiences are willing to accept. So great. Um but as we've talked about with adaptations before is for me, a good adaptation needs to capture the spirit of something not Mm -hmm. the um not the strict plot or anything necessarily right 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and for D and D, it's weird, and this is something that always struggles with with video games adaptations and or any sort of interactive medium adaptation because there's an aspect that's just always kind of going to be missing. Like, I I don't know. I can think of one way in which I would come away from the theater feeling like I'd gotten some sort of film version of D and D. Um, and that is, well, I guess two ways there's, there's the critical role way where like they've got Vox Machina now where it's just, they just uh, adapted one. And that's one way I think the perfect D and D movies already been made and it's Monty Python and the Holy grail. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Like, I actually think it needs to be sort of an absurdist comedy. It can't be even as serious as like a Guardians of the Galaxy tonally gets at times. That is um, true, yeah. Be, and my reason behind that is it's not that D&D games can't get there, but the thing is they only get there if you care about the characters yourself right. and they're your characters. It's your story. And that's a that's mm-hmm. a faithful adaptation of a serious tabletop experience. I yeah. don't know how you do that in a in a in a pre-scripted format without the audience somehow being involved. Like if you made a choose your own adventure movie of the of at this budget and caliber, maybe that would be wild yeah. and strange um and borderline <laughs> just a, a a live action video game so then I don't know. But with the with like the the like the Monty Python of it all, you could capture the utter absurdity and chaos of sitting there and playing that game. Yeah. And I think that could be a faithful adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't expect us to get that right. But if you were to take Monty Python levels of absurdity and willingness to just do humor stuff, that's very strange. Um, you know, you could do things like, I don't know if you've seen, there's like, there's like a Tumblr post or someone where someone's like the perfect D and D movie is five minutes in somebody, one of the main characters dies. Um, and it sh- five minutes later, they, they show up the same actor with a worse and different accents playing a completely different character and nobody comments about it. Or, um, everybody except for the main cast is played by the same singular actor, right? Like, and yeah. everybody takes it seriously, right? There are those sorts of things that you could do, but it would need to be a complete screwball comedy. Yeah. That's that's my thought. So, like, what I'm kind of <clears throat> expecting from, like, the limited little bit of news and things I've gotten is I'm sort of expecting to hear, to go see D&D-themed Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's got Chris Pine, you know, in, in kind of the lead role, like, the trailer had very guardians of the galaxy vibes with like the soundtrack. Right. Like, and I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, I just don't know if that's, if that's like beyond getting people excited about beholders. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, it's hard, right? Cause like you have to hew between what we imagine and what is actually happening at the table. You know, yeah. there's been so many like D and D web shows where it's like, they're at a table, they're rolling dice, and then it cuts to them in game, right? Like, mm-hmm, if you haven't mm-hmm. seen the show LARPs, which is a really great show, that I feel like is a great adaptation of like what a D&D game kind of web series could be, except that's more specifically about like LARPing. 
and stuff right. like that. Um, like Harmon's Quest did that pretty well, yeah, actually. Yeah, um, they did. Um, the other thing too, right, is like, I feel like, you know, when you brought up Monty Python, that made me think of like another movie that I mm-hmm. would kind of use as a comp. And like, I think about the Lego movie. Oh, yeah, actually. You know, like the Lego movie, I think, falls into that same category of like, absurdist kind of ridiculous and kind of out there yeah there's also a lot of like sincerity with there and i think that you know especially like the ending of the lego movie i think mm-hmm. is something that is something that a D movie will always butt up against is do you include players in in the movie <laughs> is right. it all just an imagination or not right and i guess that's the other thing is like i'm expecting it to be played straight so to speak yeah like i'm expecting to I'm expecting Bald- us to like believe Baldur's Gate is real or what have you. Yeah. Or it's probably not going to be Baldur's Gate because that's not Forgotten Realms, is it? It um, is Forgotten Realms. Oh, that is Forgotten Realms. Forgotten okay. Realms is qu- quite a huge realm that we have it forgotten really about. <laughs> um, okay. So like I'm expecting us to just believe that Baldur's Gate is real. Like yeah. when you play Baldur's Gate, you know, like that mm-hmm. I, I'm, that's what I'm expecting. But now that you bring it up, it, there's nothing to say that it couldn't, it couldn't take the Lego movie route uh, spoilers for the Lego movie, I guess um, in which like there is a break to air quotes reality. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there could be a lot of heart there, but I really don't know if they could land it the way the Lego movie did, where it was just, it was kind of revealed at the end a little I feel like it would need to be woven out throughout in which case then the I I personally would need the movie to be about the players and definitely not the characters right it needs to be a vehicle yeah. so to speak which could be good in its own way I guess there's a lot of fertile ground for it but at the same time like for me it always just kind of comes back around to like okay um and yet this is this will still probably not be a good adaptation of D&D for me. Like, that's how I'm going into this a little bit, mm-hmm. which maybe is kind of a negative way to go into it. But like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't I, I'm looking forward to maybe a good movie. That's but I, I don't know how I don't expect them to adapt it well, mm-hmm. so to speak. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess then we're in similar boats. I'm mostly just hoping it will be fun, you know, because I feel like. So often do fantasy movies take themselves too seriously? Uh, true. And true. I think for a and d movie especially, right? Like, there needs to be a little bit of humor and ridiculousness. Oh, yeah. Truth be told, we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing. We didn't mean to unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. But we're going to fix it. Well, how do we pull that off? Figure it out over a drink. Probably not. So I ha- I I will say this. I haven't seen um The Last of Us, uh the 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 TV show adaptation yet. And mm. I don't think I'm going to, but I've I, I played the game. Um and something about that I, I've been thinking about that because it's like the closest analogy I have. It's like, oh look, a, a game adaptation that worked. Um yeah. The Last of Us, honestly. Uh, the worst part of that game was the game. Hmm. 
like the the, the like the gameplay kind of meh at best. Like mm-hmm. it's an okay third person shooter with some survival horror crafting elements. And it's at, yeah. at its best when it's just doing like vaguely interactive storytelling. Vaguely. Mm-hmm. It's a game that wanted to be a, 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 a an HBO level show. That's what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like. And so like I, I people are like, oh, this is it. They figured out how to do it. I'm like, I don't think they did. Like, I, <laughs> I think that there was a pretty decent, you know, sci-fi slash apocalyptic horror story in there that I think that's what was going on. Right. You know, um, and weirdly, like for me, I look at D and D and I'm like, how, how do you do this? Because there's like, I look at it and I'm like, there's nothing to adapt except vibes. Like that's it. Yeah. Which on the one hand, great. You can just take some vibes and you can make a, a decent movie, slap D and D on it, and you've got that. But like, if you're looking for someone to actually like capture what it means to play D and D in a different art form, you're gonna. I don't know how you do that because play is the thing. Yeah. Well, I right? think that's that's why the actual play format is so popular now mm-hmm. because it is the closest you can get to adapting D and D by actually just playing the game. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Like that, that's kind of yeah. where I, I, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what more you can do yeah. here. Like I, like people are, would say like, I could say like, I think improv theater could adapt D and D, but then they're just more or less playing D and D at that point. Right. Like, yeah. And and so like I I'm I don't know I don't know about all of this and it's very interesting to go into it kind of like the Lego movie is a good a good um, sort of analogy there of like a lot of Hollywood big budget Hollywood filmmaking is big it's advertising it's trying to build world it's content generation less than it is like really strictly i'm just we're just trying to tell a singular story here right mm-hmm. um especially in like the blockbuster realm these days right yeah um and so but but even then it is sometimes re, re like sometimes you really get slapped in the face of like am i going to go watch two hour ad i think i am you know like <laughs> And sometimes those movies weirdly get to transcend that because they are odd and no one expects anything from them anyways. Nobody expected anything from the Lego movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I don't, I don't expect a damn thing from this. Yeah. If it's coherent and (laughs) makes me chuckle a few times and has good visuals, it's already probably the best D and D adapted thing that's ever been done, at least on s- screen. Like, yeah, I I think that's what I feel like. That's like just the general vibe. I think people just want a movie that doesn't take itself so seriously and isn't, you know, rides that fine line between cheesy and campy, mm-hmm. or like the at least if there's going to be cheese, make it sincere cheese. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like I think like people are just I think really. I hope people are just going into it with an open mind and hoping for a good movie. 
it feels mm-hmm. like it's going to be a solid movie. Like, and I mean, like, I'll put it this way, Dane. I'm seeing it twice. I'm seeing it tonight with you, and then I'm seeing it again this weekend with some friends. Uh, and... Hilariously, yeah, I'm actually doing the exact same thing. Nice. Um, and I, I'm, I, I don't know what you, you, I don't think you are. I bet, but like, I'm going with someone who's never played D and D before, never cracked one of the books. Mm. Um, uh, it's our, it's our shared friend. Dalton, he and I are going. Wow. Um, he, honestly, he's just going to go see a movie with me, which is very sweet. And I appreciate him being like, Dane likes this. We'll go see this. Um. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so great. Seeing a movie with Dalton's a good time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing it with pretty much everyone that I'm seeing it with has played D&D, with the exception of one of them has played D&D, but not only like once. So. Eh, you know, crowd. I am I am absolutely hoping that it's just a solid movie. Yeah, and but I'm I'm torn on some things here because, and I'm wondering like why do I want it to be a solid movie? And I think my best answer is kind of going to something you said, which is I like the fantasy genre, and it gets a horrible rap in film, particularly yeah. like more than maybe any other medium yeah. does. Uh, fantasy get a hard hard time um being like greenlit and so for that reason i want it to be good and to make a lot of money for that reason yeah but when you like when i think about it i'm like but do i want it to really help help wizards right now Eh, i'm not really vibing with them at the moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and alternately like hasbro i i don't I don't know. Like, do I want like a giant ad for D and D? Kind of, because I want people to come play the, come play in this space. But I also am sort of still like, the world is so much bigger than D and D. In that yeah. way, and mm-hmm. I, I'm also like, well. It, Whenever the whenever the 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 hobby gets bigger, of course that spills over into the smaller areas. But also, it's like D and D is already just so damn dominant. Like, grr, like grr. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, I think this is probably a good spot for us to save our thoughts, mm-hmm. clear our minds, mm-hmm. and get ready to watch this movie. Um, Honestly, yeah. I think it'll be interesting. I'm going to try and record my a little bit on my drive over and a little bit when I'm in the theater. And then, of course, right after on my drive back to hurry back to record with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, same. Um, same. But yeah, you'll at least have a little bit of a break. So I'm curious how this hour dilation will uh, affect your thoughts. Um, yeah, like I'll get an hour to think about it-ish. Mm-hmm. And you're going to yeah. have an hour more to stew on it beforehand. Exactly. So I'm wondering how that's going to affect us. I have right. I have one question, though. Yeah. You and I are now in our late 20s. Yeah. Um, as we extensively went over our birthdays recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I've been playing this game for 19 years now. Um, I don't know how long you've been playing. I can't remember exactly, but it's in the same ballpark. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, I think we're both going to hit 20 years this year. Yeah. And 
I, I am trying to also throw myself backwards a little bit into like high school and middle school. This would have been cool. Yeah. This would have been so fucking cool. It would have. You know, like I would have been stoked for this. We would have and been in that theater together, which would have been really sick. That would have been awesome. That would have been yeah. so cool. The I whole crew gone... probably would have been there. Yeah, absolutely. I, we would have gone with our D&D group. Like, it would have been so cool. And yeah. I don't want to take away that from anybody. Um, mm-hmm. I'm saying all these things because I have, I suppose, a certain amount of, like, jadedness and, like, some some sort of like feelings about like the film industry and large corporations in general that has a lot less to do with just the hobby that I'm extremely fond of. Um, and even fifth edition itself and frankly, all five editions of D and I'm very fond of those games in and of themselves. Um, even if I don't think they're perfect. Um, and so like I I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering how much of this is like a little bit of like crotchetiness you know like how much of this is is maybe being like just kind of like uh, skeptical right yeah. and not remembering that there's probably like hundreds of people who worked on this movie a lot of whom are probably D and D fans mm-hmm. who probably had an amazing time being like, I am working on the dungeons and dragons movie. We have hundreds of millions of dollars to blow on making a red dragon and a black dragon look accurate. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Like that's that there is still that, right? Like mm-hmm. I should, I want to try and like hang on to that a little bit and also like make sure that I'm not feeling any sort of like, protectiveness you know like there's none of this like feeling of well D wasn't even close to cool when you and i were in high school mm-hmm. um it was right before it got cool um more or less like i remember D basically becoming kind of cool in college more or less to me yeah um it, it definitely really took off then yeah and so like i and and i don't know i don't want to be like a complete downer on the movie before I've even seen it because I'm, I'm, I, I have problems with capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be nice to also just see more of these movies, you know? Yeah. I, th- like, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Like deep down, I want this to win and work out well, specifically because I want more films like this. Yeah. I would really love in like three or four years to go see, something and it would be so cool if it was original but let's hope let's hope that this is very good um i i'm gonna go get in a car and drive on over but what you guys are gonna hear next is derek and i talking into our phones in moments you are gonna know in in mere moments what we are gonna be waiting hours to find out (laughs) yep (laughs) okay uh i guess i'll see you in a few hours dane yeah talk to you talk to well talk to you in a moment i guess through the power of editing you need Give us a fighting chance. We're gonna need strength. You got this, right? I know you don't. We also need courage, magic, and you.
Okay, so I just got here uh, to the movie theater. Uh, still sitting in the car. Going to give it a second while I record because I don't want to talk like a madman to myself around people. On my way over here, I had two I thoughts, though. One positive, one... Uh, or a hope and a fear. Another way I think this movie might succeed is if... Um, if if I come away wanting to play D and D, I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier. But like, if I come out of the theater being like, "Man, that was a fun story," and all that, you know what I want to do? I want to go. I want to go see my friends soon and play D and D. Like if I if I if I think about that or if I reminisce about other games I've already played, I think that would be a, a version of this that's that's successful too. Um, one thing I I am. I realized maybe I should be afraid of is almost the <clears throat> Derek's hope about um, this film not taking itself too seriously and there being levity and there being more width given to the fantasy genre taken too far in the sense of um, I don't want this to be a mockery of the genre or a mockery of tabletop role-playing games or a mockery of any of this it's okay if it's not serious it's okay if it's it's funny and a little irreverent and all of it i don't need this to like i don't need it to be lord of the rings and i don't need it to be like a, a true like this is amazing this is god's gift to man or whatever but like i do kind of need it to be a love letter to this genre and this game and if it's a little mean-spirited or doesn't take some care with it, I think I'll be a little, I think I'll be a little disappointed. Maybe, and I think that would be a way I think it could fail. Maybe even worse than just being kind of a bad movie um, is if it makes fun of something that people care a lot about. So yeah, those, those are my thoughts. Um, <clears throat> and I am going to go ahead in and uh, I'll pop back on here when I've seen it and I can answer these questions and have thoughts. All right. Okay, so I'm at the Burbank and I'm walking in, I'm at the theater. They have this really cool, like immersive, like wall thing. It's pretty cool. Some nice D&D themed stuff. All right, let me go get my seat. Got a cool poster though. That's pretty cool. You risked our lives for this? theater now. Here we go. Thank you for choosing AMC Theaters and celebrating 100 years of movie memories with us. Dungeons and Dragons. It's a great adventure for characters that you're going to care about. We want to give them the movie that they've been hoping for. It's so much fun. What is that again? Smallback. Be warned. There is evil here. I'm glad he's on our side. Just leaving the theater now. That was a pretty good movie. Very funny. A lot of good reactions. Yeah. It was good.
more thoughts on the drive. All right, so just got out of the movie. Um, let's see. I'm going to just say overall, pleased, very pleased. That movie was super fun. Um, it was corny in the right way and earnest in all the right ways. It was very much Guardians of the Galaxy by way of Forgotten Realms and D&D. There were some D&D tropes in there that I did not expect to be in there that made it actually feel way more like a D&D movie than I really kind of expected. Um, I'm, I, I am almost certain that Derek is going to be pleased as punch about this movie because it was a mid-budget fantasy movie and it was fun and like a good Saturday morning romp in the best way without really giving up on fantasy. And my biggest fear that I mentioned right before I went in there of it being kind of mocking to what it is, um, didn't manifest. It just didn't. Um, and more than that, it was, I did come out of it kind of wanting to play D and D, which I, I mean, that's, it's probably the hope of people who, who made the movie in some ways. And also though, there were just like it it hit like it was it was sweet and like kind of I don't know if like I kind of want to say by the books but not in a bad way like Ed's character arc was predictable but I don't want it to not be predictable like you know the the characters who had arcs all had understandable straightforward arcs but they didn't land in the wrong way and also frankly like it's a sweet little moment there at the end with you know having to accept yeah it's a nice little I don't know I don't think twist is anywhere the right word it's too strong but to have the tablet be used to bring back her mother the whole time like it was always, it still brought back her mother. Very sweet. Very good. And honestly, there's a, there's a door left open for more, but it's over. The story ended. It's, that's good. That is something that is so missing in so much, so much media lately is the fact that it just have a beginning, middle and end, you know, and I really, really appreciate that bit of it. Um, plus, fun, weird magic heist movie, which is not a thing I'd seen on screen before. I, I've seen sci-fi heist movie, but not magic heist movie. Um, also, the fucking resurrection scene, right, the, the speak with dead scene, that was fucking hilarious. I have played that seen so many times the whole like accidentally asking a question and then using up the spell totally done that it was great um you know and you know chris pine definitely uh charmed the socks off honestly the whole cast very very charming um yeah it's honestly everything i ever could have really hoped for from a D&D movie 
that I could imagine actually getting made. Like I have, I have that whole thing about the whole, Oh, what about like a, like a true Monty Python, like just bits till the end of time. Yeah. That's never going to get made. And honestly, there's sort of YouTube for that. Um, those, those bits have been done and, and made, you know? Um, and in terms of the, like cutting in and out of, out of reality, that's the other route. And we've also had that route in other other movies and sort of situations. So it's not conceivable that that couldn't happen or on that. But honestly, I think I hope this movie does well at the box office. I really, really do. Um, just because I would like more films like this and I'd like it to be seen that this is a successful way forward. Honestly... It's just a fantasy movie with just enough D&D tropes and uh, official monster branded monsters and spells and names and things to be a and d movie to have a license attached to it. I think sometimes it's a little sad that like big budget Hollywood can't take a chance on just a movie in some ways that it needs to be attached to a franchise so it can make money and kind of get that. So honestly, if this is the way it gets done... That's kind of okay, I think, for me. Like, if the, if if we're stuck with the thing, the way things are, which, which they could be different, but that was that was just that was Willow. That really felt like Willow to me, uh, you know. And if Willow gets made now under the guise, uh, I know that there's the Willow show, but like under the guise of Dungeons and Dragons, so that enough people will go see it, fine. I guess that's I guess that's the way it is right now, but I hope this really opens some doors and very fun, very fun. I had a really good time. Not sad that I'm going to see it again. All right. That's that. So I didn't actually record more thoughts on the drive. I'm recording these at home because uh, I definitely was just trying to let the movie sink in. But I think that this was a fucking slam of, of a movie. I had a blast. I There were so many things that I laughed at, so many things that I got as a fan. And I felt that it really did. It felt like the people who made this movie played D&D in a way that I hadn't seen from other D&D movies or other adaptations of video games and stuff like that and literature. So that was nice. That was really good. It felt really earnest in that way. I think it's a masterclass in filmmaking and bookending a story. And I love that it's just one movie. I love that we're probably not going to see a sequel. That's the most exciting thing to me. It's just one complete story that I can loop, that I can put on in the background, that I can watch and show other people. And honestly, I feel pretty hyped and I really want to play D&D uh, with friends. I haven't played in a campaign in a little bit and I haven't GM'd a game in a while. And I kind of, it really does make me want to like do that again. So yeah, that was nice. That was a good feeling. Um, overall... I wish I'd gotten popcorn, but regardless, I'm going to see this movie again uh, over the weekend, and so I'm excited to see it with a crowd of people who are both in the D&D and not in the D&D or have 
tried it only a handful of times, so it should be good. This one's dangerous. But whatever happens... Okay, so for those listening, through the magic of some editing and maybe some janky audio that I've put in the middle to pass the time, Dane and I have now seen the two hours and 20 minute long movie, Dungeons and Dragons, colon, Honor Among Thieves. Hell yeah, it is 11 p.m. where I am. (laughs) I know one where I am, so I'm doing great, but you are way past your bedtime. Oh, I am so past my bedtime. Um... Well, all let's, right. Give me the Gen- TLDR. Um, I think it's exa- exactly what you wanted. Is was my first takeaway. Yeah, um, my TLDR is that this movie fucking slams. <laughs> all right, fair enough. I I definitely came away from it feeling like yeah, this is this is fantasy Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, holy crap, that was that like that's that's how I, I'm going to end up describing it to anyone who I talk to about. Um, on the whole, I, I thought it was super fun. It's it's exactly what you were hoping for, especially in terms of mid to high budget fantasy movie. Yeah. Um, with a lighter tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my only I have a couple of criticisms, which I, I, yeah, I definitely brought it. up or I didn't bring up in, in my little bip uh, right after, which is there are a couple like sloppy storytelling moments in there that I just I'm like that that was a line that was a single shot I don't know why that wasn't in there you know the ones that immediately come to mind are uh there could have been a line to his daughter about the plan there could have been a shot of him grabbing the magic tablet from the boat um there definitely should have been a shot of Olga getting stabbed um I don't remember there being a shot of that there um, isn't one. Yeah. So like uh there's a couple of things where like offhandedly uh they mention clerics offhandedly, they kind of ex- talk about tieflings, but they do they just rest on you already understanding basically what that is. Um mm-hmm. and both and that's just like I it's just a couple things where I'm like, uh, that's a slightly sloppy storytelling, but not I wouldn't describe it as breaking anything um because a lot of it for me was just like it it was extremely earnest storytelling there were a couple of like just solid character arcs that you know like nothing about it was like surprising but do you want it to be surprising i don't think no like you do like it's it's like just storytelling like i'm like yeah i definitely want these characters to have these arcs they are set up for these arcs and i want to see them through and just enough enough like little things were just executed really well that i really was like yeah i i'm this is about as good as it has any right to be if that makes sense yeah definitely Um, you know like for example the fact that like the tablet that was met stolen for the express purpose of resurrecting her mother still did good storytelling. That's just, that's Mm -hmm. just like solid storytelling. I was like, yeah, that's correct. You did. 
you you said that you this thing was meant to resurrect her mom and it did mm-hmm. C- good work you yeah. did it um yeah yeah the- <laughs> yeah yeah i think what i really enjoyed was like from a filmmaking standpoint right mm-hmm. like the structure of the film was really smart it's a framed narrative it's people telling stories it sort mm-hmm. of brings it back down to like kind of like some parts of D in a way um yeah. but what's interesting okay I, I don't know if you saw this but like at the at the event so they gave out posters they and a cloth map yep advertising to start playing on D beyond yep um but then they also had like a behind the scenes featurette. Um, and there's all this stuff that was like practical effects. Like some of the monsters are full prosthetics. Oh, you know? yeah. That, that was like wild to me. Of, all of that was really good. I was actually kind of look, wa- I was watching the movie and I was like, I think this thing's a little bit lower budget than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a problem. Like I was like, this is fun. Like, I, I I think I mentioned Willow, um, yeah, or maybe I mentioned Dark Crystal or some some something or like Labyrinth. Um, that's what this was. This was a Labyrinth. This was a Willow. This was a Dark Crystal. Yeah, like mid budget fantasy film with a lot of heart, a lot of earnestness, some camp, a lot of camp, not super self serious. But also, I, I mentioned this in my pre-show or pre-pre-watching the film thing is I realized one of my biggest fears was that the film would be um, beyond irreverent and switch over into um, mm-hmm. mean-spirited to the, you know, like there's there's a there's a mid 2000s superhero movie that seems to hate superheroes yeah you know it's the i i think of it as the or as the like in the original x-men movie of the yellow spandex line of like fuck superhero stuff Mm -hmm. you know it's the same it's this i was afraid of that energy and it wasn't there i was pleasantly surprised with all of that yeah for sure Mm -hmm. um and then uh I, i don't know about you but my favorite scene in the whole movie was actually the rate or uh, speak with dead scene. Oh yeah. It's a great scene. I, and some of that has to do with the fact of like, I have played that scene. Yeah. I, I have played that scene. Um, that's like, that's fucking hilarious. This is like, this is a good bit. I'm very curious to see how will it land. will land with non D and D players though. But it's yeah. a, it was like I was like this is funny and interesting storytelling actually to get like the the thousand year flashback done through like five different perspectives mm-hmm. it's like this this is pretty funny yeah um <laughs> and they're all just playing like a game of like passing passing the ball so to speak absolutely they're passing yeah. they're, they're passing the ball um it's you know like it's a bunch of dumb ways to die you know like it's 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 i was like this is this is like a good little 
uh, like bit, you know, like um, sometimes in like movies, there's like scenes where I'm like, oh, that's that's the whole concept in a way. And I was like, yeah, this is like if I had to cut one scene out of the movie to be like, this is a Dungeons and Dragons movie, I'd be like this. This is it. Like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. How how else are you feeling about it? Especially because you were very hopeful about this being a certain way. And I really think it was that way. Yeah, no, I think it lived up to what I was expecting, which was really pleasant. I've definitely walked into a lot of movies. The more and more I do movies, the more and more I walk into movies and the movie a movie doesn't necessarily quite meet what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this one really, uh, you know, hit me. Um, it really slammed, so to speak. Um, I think I think what I enjoyed the most was just how carefree it was. The casting was really good. I think there's so many things that you can't get away with without Chris Pine playing a bard. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think that there's so much that happens. There's so much explanation and like D&D planning isms that mm-hmm. I think like you can only get away with because you have a bard and because it's Chris Pine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I that the movie the movie leans on the cast pretty hard. Yeah. Um uh yeah, it, I I will say the actress who played the druid whose name i don't know sophia lillis i have a i have i have the wikipedia up thank you Um, (laughs) i i think she was the weakest link and she wasn't bad certainly she certainly was not bad she certainly had the least screen time almost less than um roger jean page who played zank yendar yeah but (laughs) he he stole every 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 like second that he's on screen it's like, yeah, and we're focused here. Um, that is such like a paladin vibe. It was such a paladin vibe, but also I was like, oh, it's the DM NPC who helps them through a major portion of the quest. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> there are some tropes in there that I didn't expect them to do. And they did very subtly that I did appreciate. Like that one was very funny, especially with them all being like, will you hang around? And they're like, No. Um, it's, it's like, there were some very, very good bits in there. Um, do you think, I, I hope we don't know this bit yet, which is, we don't know how well this movie's going to do. Um, how busy was it there for you? It was an almost full theater. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah. It was an almost full theater. Mine Um, was, um, not very full. I'll, I'll admit. It was. Oh man. It was a smattering. I mean, it is a Wednesday night. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what that says. Um, I hope when you see it over the weekend with Dalton, it's a more full crowd because that I think also really contributed to why I had it such a good time because people were laughing, people were cheering, people were clapping. Like. Hmm. Um, it was like a good time. Um, people really loved the speak with dead scene. Um, people were laughing at that. Just the repeat of the, the repeat of the punchline. Over and yeah, over it was like it. It. Uh, it's that good. It's that good comedy repetition, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I once saw a comic do a bit where uh, he, he basically was like, I'm going to keep doing this thing right now. Mm-hmm. And for a while, it's not going to be funny again. It's going to be funny and then it's going to stop being funny. And then I'm going to push it long enough and it'll get funny again. You know, and I'm like, this is that's like an interesting like comedy choice of like knowing how long to stretch out a bit. And I I think they did it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I think too, like what was really fun about the movie is just there's I thought the pacing was really good. Like they don't barrage you with too many jokes. There weren't too many slow bits and they move from scene to scene. It's there's obviously I think there's definitely things cut. I do wonder if when it comes out on Blu-ray they'll have like an extended version with like two scenes added. Um mm-hmm. It was a pretty tight like 2 hours and 20 minutes. Like there wasn't a breath wasted. No, it didn't it didn't drag. Um I I definitely there there are a couple like little bits like we like I said where I'm like I I could have used a, a line or two extra just for like slightly tighter storytelling. Yeah. Um but yeah, I thought I thought it was paced pretty well. I I my my only worry with like the story like the storytelling shortcuts that they've taken. Mhm. I am wondering how that will land for someone who doesn't understand a lot. Yeah. Um and I I'm I'm very curious about that, but I, I don't know. I thought they made some good choices in terms of like classes to throw at you. Yeah. Like I know that Chris Pine is sort of a bard, but he's not really. He's just a high charisma rogue, really. Yeah. Um and it's unclear what Olga is pro probably barbarian yeah maybe fighter warrior lady like they 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 did those two things and let the left that be vague they was like druid is shapeshifter that's it like we're they are not a spellcaster definitely not don't say that and then like sorcerer is enough of a word right yeah um what sorcerer means yeah i think that that was like some really good choices like i think it would have been really troublesome if they'd been like warlock you'd have to start like explaining mm-hmm. stuff i thought they did i thought they did some good choices there um i'm trying to think about i think maybe one thing that does i did come away just feeling a, a little i guess sad about when i compare it to something like like willow mm-hmm. or the dark crystal um it's less about the movie itself. Um but if you if you take the owl bear out, you take the displacer beast out, you you know, you you change some of the words around, you say Templar, not Paladin, you you know, you, you do some stuff. It's not a D movie. No necessarily. Yeah. Not any more yeah. any more than 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 a willow or a dark crystal is. Yeah. You know, and what makes me sad about that is less about the D&D thing around it and more kind of what we were talking about right at the end when we were chatting uh, before, which is the fact that this movie required being a D&D movie to get made. Yeah. 
And that is less, a, that is not really a critique of this movie exactly because I, I had a good time with this movie. I came out smiling. There were a lot, a lot of very sweet moments. I am, you know, a total sucker for that last resurrection scene. Um, even though we did not get, see her getting stabbed, I am absolutely willing to forgive that for the fact that like, I was just like, good, good poetry there. Like, well done. Um, yeah. You know, like, mm -hmm. Just the fact that, that this movie doesn't get to exist without being an already existing IP just says something is unwell in the industry, in a way. I don't, I don't know. Do you feel that? You would probably have a better beat on it than I do. Yeah, I think that it's funny because this is something that Zach, my roommate, asked me like right before I saw the movie about how, like, does the like does the fact that it's a D&D &D movie make it like a like does it does the movie benefit from from using the you know the property and to an extent it does right it benefits from it being now a very much a household name in a way that is cool it benefits mm -hmm. from a litany of monsters and stuff like that but at the same time right like you know green knights attached to a myth dungeons and dragons is attached to a tabletop game it's, yeah. a, it's only a matter of time before we get this a Soulsborne movie, you know? Right. Um, Which and I think, I, ugh, and, and you know, like, bad. yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? It's like, it's really hard to get something born of something like, like, oh, this is just a fantasy script I wrote, you know? Like, it's mm -hmm. really hard to get something like that because you almost need, because like, you know, these films cost a lot of money, which this film costs $151 million reported, which... That's for a, low. That's low for a blockbuster, which is wild to think, considering yeah. that like most Marvel movies cost two hundred to two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. Um, and so that's pretty low. And then, you know, you're kind of running into the fact that like, like you need to have some way to rely on it being able to make back that money, or for people to want to come see this movie. Um, but then, like, you know, like it's a real hit or miss, right? Like mm -hmm. sometimes they, they don't all hit. Sometimes they don't all land. Sometimes it takes way too long. Like remember what Aragon, <laughs> like yeah. they're now just remaking it because it's been long enough that like the taste of the movie is out of people's mouths and the books are still getting published and still finding themselves among young readers. But there's, it's not, right. it's definitely not. It's, um, it's heyday. I would say, but no, no, um, I, <sighs> So here's so you your your roommate asked the question: Does the movie benefit from being a Dungeons and Dragons movie? And the answer is yes, mm -hmm. because it get it benefits in the, the sense of it gets to exist. That's how it benefits. Yeah. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I I I don't know because like because and probably to the movie's actual overall benefit, it doesn't really linger in the stuff that is super D and D E in the, in the sense of like what is attached to the property, right? Like the speak with dead bit actually just works. If you explain mm -hmm. that you only get a number of questions, right? Yeah. If you explain that, then it's just sort of like a silly, like, Oh, that that's fucking hilarious that like any question that gets asked that they answer suddenly counts. So you have to 
you can waste it and now you have to go fucking find another guy to right like that's funny that's just a funny bit right mm-hmm. um just because it's attached to the raised dead spell or saying the word mordekainen I, I, what does that do yeah it doesn't do much it only does something for the fan base yeah. um and like the point of slapping on dungeons and dragons is we want a built-in fan base for this a pre preset fan base mm-hmm. to come see this and in that sense yeah then it benefits you know yeah and i i i don't know it's a matter of it's a matter of how you feel about that in yeah. the terms of like the film industry that it is required almost but at the same time I don't think everything everywhere all at once was based off anything, was it? No. No. It's an original okay. screenplay. So like it and does happen. As we've, yeah, it does happen. And, uh, you know, often it's rewarded, right? John Wick of all things came out of, is a pure film fam- franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things that actually work really, really well on film. Mm, weird. They were written for film from the ground up. Strange how that works. Um, <laughs> not to be salty or anything, but yeah. like my, my, my thought on it is just that like, on the other hand, if this is what it takes to take the risk, then okay, I guess, you know, because it, it, it's, it's no good to like bury your head in the sand and pretend like you could get Willow greenlit now, you know? Yeah. You can't. Well, oddly, actually, you can get Willow Greenlit now, but you, yeah, but not. It, it's it's on Disney Plus, <laughs> but it's on Disney Plus, and it's a TV show tied yeah. into an old uh, yes, a movie yeah, yeah. capitalizing on. You could get Dark Crystal relit now, but you, right. you, but relit, not first time, right? Right. Like we couldn't take an original fantasy IP that we've worked on. No, we've absolutely. Made. It, it's hard. Absolutely not. You need to be. You need to be like the fucking Russo no well yeah. yeah that would probably work um but like the wachowskis who yeah did, yeah Ju- they did jupiter ascending right oh yeah and that wasn't good certainly but like you need to be that person right yeah and and and, and that's like the thing is that like as we're talking about this like aragon bad mm-hmm. jupiter ascending was original also bad Right. Like being original does not mean that you're going, it's going to be good or bad. It just means that it is a different thing. And I am a person who wants original films to exist, that to be an option that it doesn't, they don't need to go out and find a book with an audience that already exists or a a tabletop game or I, I want both and both and please because I love the Lord of the Rings films and I very much like Willow you know I, yeah. I, I, there's no reason there shouldn't be both but at this moment it feels like you have to have something because yeah. everyone's afraid of the risk um, yeah that's that's the hard part it's it's the risk with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah but you know, who knows? Here's hoping that this does really well. Yeah. 
and it Here's would oh, it it opens up this sort of more middle budget because yeah. I actually think they did a great job with their budget. Yeah. Um. You know they yeah. they really were economic with it. Mm-hmm. Um. And had a lot of fun. Um. And again, made like good choices to like uh, on how to sort it all out. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's pivot to some fun, I don't know, things, Easter eggs, whether mm. the like story mm-hmm. things we liked. Like, you know, they definitely they drop Elminster. Yeah. You know, Simon is a descendant of Elminster, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. that's a fun reference to the Forgotten Realms is Gandalf. Yep. Um, you know, the 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 subversion of the dragon trope was kind of funny. Um a dragon that had lived in its horde way too long. Uh, yeah, that was that was a very that was a very silly version of a dragon, but very yeah. fun. Um, mm-hmm. I I liked seeing the black dragon for a moment. Yeah, um, just because it was different. Um, yes. Displacer Beast was great. Uh, the '80s D and D cartoon character cameo. Oh yeah, that I, that was I almost wild. missed that. Um, that was pretty good. I'm trying to think. Um, I I will admit I did enjoy the Big B's crushing hand duel. That was silly. Yeah, and the wizard duel was good. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought that was like, oh, neat. Um, trying to think. Um, I don't know. I, I, some of the, just the funny thing is like some of my favorite bits weren't like necessarily D and D. Oh yeah. Bradley bits. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Bradley Cooper is a, I couldn't decide if it was a halfling or gnome that, that shit was funny. Like that shit was really funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I, I liked that. Um, honestly, everything with the portal stick. Yep like that's just like i was like that's just fun thinking like mm-hmm. that's a fun way of doing a heist like excellent yeah. all of that just excellent um yeah can't can't get can't get enough of that um i don't, I don't know like I, I guess yeah. I also really liked their that they leaned into the it's we don't know what the era is for clothes. Like sometimes people are very medieval or like extremely Renaissance or, you know, yeah, forest elf fantasy hippies. Like I was like, this is good. Like I, it was it was fun to see all of that. And frankly, Mm-hmm. I kind of appreciated them just throwing weird practical effect people in there, which is part of why like dark crystal super sticks out of my brain right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hard to, hard to argue with any of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, they, the directors, commented that the influences for the film include The Princess Bride, yep. Monty Python and the Holy Grail, yep. The Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think that that's, I mean, those are all good things. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I think like some of the spells were kind of fun to see. I think like attunement, the attunement bit was funny. Um, yeah. I thought that was a fun D&D-ism like joke on it. That's that's true cuz you have you and I have had fun times with attunement. There was a there was a weapon that you tried to attune to for a whole campaign that you never got to. Mhm. With me. Yep, never got to and never no. got to never, never got it to work. Never okay, overcame that challenge. Yep. Mm. Um but that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does happen. Yeah. I think I think what's interesting is that like like you were saying like there's a there's enough bits in the movie that you can forgive it for its flaws, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And what I love is that it it really it's a really complete movie. Like you could watch this movie over and over again and you won't be dissatisfied. Yeah, you know? I I did make mention of that. It's a movie with a beginning, middle and end. Yeah. Like it's yeah, it sort of sets up some stuff with the scarier lich like it does but it does but it doesn't really do it like no not enough like not enough that it's incomplete you know um it reminds me a a lot of like the early mcu movies like the phase one like pre um Mm -hmm. like the original iron man and like the Uh, original captain america where it's like yeah these clearly there's 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 more to this story if possible but the movie's over like Mm -hmm. and i didn't realize how much i was like pleased about that you know like that's a thing that like we are i i am strapped for right now it feels like everything i pick up is incomplete yeah you know like so many movies i watch and so many shows are just these like perpetual like it's like they're just not done they're just not done like and it's it's wearing on me like as like a as a as a viewer so there was something kind of refreshing about the fact of like yep this is done basically like i i see what they're hoping for but the movie's done you know um we don't have to hear from these characters again and that's okay yeah like good even i'm pleased you know like i don't really want it yeah i don't i don't need it like i'm i'm much happier having the story be over and have, you know, Ed, which is Chris Pine's character realizing that, Oh, I, you know, I had my family all along and like, you know, I did save my daughter's mom. Great. Like story complete done. Like, thank you. You told a story you did. You told a story and it's Mm -hmm. over. And that's, that's awesome. You know, all the villains that we care about got their comeuppance, you know, and yeah, pleased, pleased about that for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Um, yeah. Any closing thoughts? Um, I mean, folks should go see it. It's not a waste of money. Um, no, like, no. I think I think it's it's a good time, you know. See it with some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, if, if that inspires you to pick up pen and paper and roll some dice, great. Um, I mean, I know certainly you and I will be talking about probably more fantasy storytelling stuffs in the coming days, mm-hmm. weeks, months after this. Yeah, purely because of our thoughts on like original fantasy ideas, you know. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I did come away from this movie feeling like uh, looking forward to my game next week. I'll yeah. say that, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think this is any this is all I could have asked for, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. All we could have asked for. It's satisfied. It's a fun romp. It is Guardians of the Galaxy, but D&D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, does Zenk Yendar steal the scene. Oh, he does. Uh, Arguably some of the best, just like parts yeah. of that whole, just very funny. Very, very. It's, it's a take on Drax, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead yeah. of stupid, it's just, it's similarly blunt, but it's, yeah, it's just a take on Drax mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. This Thanks was fun. Yeah, this was good. I'm excited to cut together the episode with all the recordings you sent me. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what you said too. Yeah, because um, I don't I don't know yet, and yeah. we'll have to do this again. We'll have to pick another movie. Yeah, definitely another. Yes, another movie. Who knows what movie though? But it is 20 minutes to midnight. Yep. You so gotta get to bed. I am gonna call it here. This has been an utter delight. Yes. Um I would presume this is this one's coming out soon. Yeah, I'm gonna try and edit it like tonight or tomorrow since I still have a few hours till midnight. So dope. We'll Love see what happens. But uh yeah. Refresh that feed when you get up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if um, they're hearing it. Oh, you're telling me. You're just telling me. I'm telling me. you, I'm okay, just telling right. you, but Clearly, I'm getting tired. I'm... Yeah, clearly. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. All right. I'm going to let you go. <laughs> good night. Good have morning. Night. Or what have yous. <laughs> um, hope this was as fun for those listening as it has been for me. Yeah. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed. Go see Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves in theaters this Friday, March 31st. Or no. Hell yeah. Is it this? Yeah, this Friday. No, this Saturday. Um, no. This Friday. This March Friday. Thirty first. This Friday. Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night. Sure, I'm warm, but I wish I was cold with you. Sometimes you tell me jump in, come on and swim, but why am I still?
far from land I'm sure I'm warm But I wish I was cold with you I'm out here on the sand Not far from land I'm sure I'm warm But I wish I was cold